Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Um, we're going to continue looking in 1 Thessalonians, so I'd like to read to you from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and starting in verse 4. So it says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. So a lovely reading. Good morning to Rachel from the Philippines as well. Lovely to see you. Um, or good afternoon, perhaps, for yourself. But um, we see in this passage, it begins here. We know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. That phrase there that uh, we have been chosen by God, of course, that's a a theme that runs through the Old Testament. You remember how in Exodus 19 verse 6, it talks about how out of all the nations of the earth, God had made uh, Israel his chosen, his treasured possession. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says to us, you know, well, why did God choose us? Why did he choose his people? And the answer is, not because you're more numerous than anyone else. In fact, you were the least of all the nations, but I chose you because I loved you. And so the reason for God's choice is, is not intrinsic within ourselves. It's not because of any uh, special merit that any of us have, that's for sure. But it is simply because he loves us. And then you say, well, why does he love us? And the answer is, well, he loves us because he loves us. He just does. There's no explanation. There's no justification for his love. Uh, It's pure and simple and unconditional. And it just comes from the heart of God. He loves us and therefore he's chosen us. And so here Paul says this. He says um, that uh, we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. And so that phrase there chosen could be one of those things we think oh no predestination let's have a debate and so on but actually what here we see is that the motive for this is love what this theme should do to us is bring about humility it should bring about gratitude uh, that God should ever dream of choosing any of us to be his people and he's done it out of love The picture here is almost of, if you imagine, a young man who uh, sets his eyes on a young woman and and decides, you know, that's the one for me. And he decides this is the the one that he would like to uh, have as his bride. And so he sets about to try and pursue her and to woo her and win her uh, so that ultimately he might be able to wed her. And so uh, he has chosen her 
uh, for himself. He wants her to be uh, his bride, but then, of course, he has to win her over. And so maybe he might even use a friend. He might use a mate to introduce her to him so that he might get to know her through um, someone else helping out to introduce her. And what we have here is that sort of picture that God, out of his love, he has elected us out of his love. He's chosen us. He said, yeah, that's the one for me. And then he has pursued us. His divine pursuit has followed and he has employed a mediator to introduce, to win us to himself. And so that's what happened with the Thessalonians. God wanted these people in Thessalonica. And so he sent Paul to go as a mediator to proclaim God's love to them, to win them to him so that they might become his bride, his church. And so Paul went to them and he persuaded and he reasoned with them. And we read about that, that in Acts chapter 17. He's winning them over to God and to the gospel. And so the result is that these people are drawn to the one in, who, in his love. Uh, and Paul had been sent as the messenger to win them over. Now, Paul says, therefore, you are chosen, dearly loved by God. And Paul says, we know that you are chosen. Now, that's a bit of a presumptuous thing, isn't it? We could say, well, you know, how do we know that anyone is is kind of called by God? But Paul has got lots and lots of evidence to prove that these people are the real deal, that these people are genuine believers. He's got lots of evidence for it. And he says in particular, there are two types of evidence. One is that as he was speaking to them, he experienced the power of God as he was speaking. And he knew that God was doing a work in their lives as he spoke. And I'll come back to that perhaps, I think, tomorrow. But the other evidence that he has is that as they heard this message, they responded. And the way that they responded was proof that God was really at work in their hearts, that they weren't just listening to an interesting message and saying, oh, well, that was a nice message. Thank you, Vicar. But something powerful happened within them that totally transformed them, totally changed them and totally won them over to a new lifestyle and a new life of love with God. And so he says that when he spoke to them, he spoke with power and it says this in verse six, it tells us that they welcomed the message. They welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And he says that they welcomed this message in spite of severe suffering. So this, there was suffering. And as they heard this message, that didn't put them off turning to Christ. As they heard this message and then people were giving them a hard time. But nevertheless, they were so convinced by this message that they welcomed it with the joy that was came by the Holy Spirit. And so it's um, it's like that parable of the sower that as they heard this message, 
It didn't just go in and then cause brief response of joy and elation and then they walked away and forgot about it as soon as things got difficult. But rather they received this message. It took root in their hearts. And then when the thorns and the difficulties came, nevertheless, it was so deeply rooted within their hearts that they thrived and continued to grow because this message had had taken roots so powerfully within them. And therefore, Paul says that they are genuine because they received it despite opposition and difficulty. And furthermore, he says in verse six, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. Paul says, you looked at me, Paul, the apostle who has suffered, Paul, the apostle who has done what it says in verse four, who was prompted by faith to go to Thessalonica as a result of a vision he had, who was um, who was uh, prompted by love for these people to proclaim this message. And he had done that out of love. He'd labored for them out of love and he had endured because of hope. And he has set an example to them in doing this. And now they have imitated him by receiving this message, uh, by uh, responding to this message and now producing fruit in their lives in the same way that Paul had. And of course, this is an example of Jesus himself, Jesus himself, who out of faith came and worked for us out of love laboured for us and out of hope endured the cross for us, scorning its shame so that we might be won over to him. And so what Paul says is, you copied me because I copied the Lord. I was a model to you and you received my message because you knew it was genuine and you knew that I was genuinely living it out. Just to finish, let me just mention that, you know, I think that during this lockdown, we have an opportunity to model to those around us faith, hope and love. And that's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? Let's face it, we get irritated, we get frustrated, we get a cabin fever, we can become pretty grumpy. Uh, but we have this unique opportunity, perhaps more time with people than we would normally have. And actually, we can be hopefully ask God to help us to be a model to those around of God's genuine work in our lives that produces love and faith and hope and endurance. And, and as a result, we too can be an influence to others. So let's just pray as we finish. Lord, we thank you for these words. We thank you for these people in Thessalonica who had genuinely be changed, received the message with joy, with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And we receive again this morning this message with joy. And we thank you that you have loved us. We thank you that you have won us to yourself. We thank you that we belong to you, not because of anything we did, but purely out of your unconditional love for us. And so today, again, we commit ourselves. We ask you to fill us with your joy, to help us to be a model to others around, to be patient, to be enduring, to be hopeful, to be faithful. Uh, Lord, we pray, give each one of us strength today to be true believers, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.